you know, the Lord just asked me to ask you to give him a, a hand of praise right now. So would you do that with me? You're worthy, Father. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Now, we're going to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And as we enter this chapter, this is very familiar to most any Christian that's been a believer for any length of time at all. The Bible tells us that Paul was writing a letter to young Timothy because Timothy was not playing games and Paul wanted to make sure that he understood the mission. A lot of people just receive salvation and I'll go as far as to say the transformation, but they never embrace the mission. And let me tell you this, if you are a Christian and you don't understand the mission part, I will say this, and there's plenty of Bible to back this up. The mission of the believer is no less than the salvation of the believer. Jesus saved us to, what did he say? Go and make disciples. And then Paul uses uh, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, I believe, tells us all about the human body and, and goes into great, great detail to tell us how all the different body parts play a role in complementing one another and that all of them are, pardoned, are, are, are important. And he makes that association with the gifts that the Lord left the church on the day of Pentecost, you, you know, when the fire fell and the wind blew and 120 went out there and spoke in different tongues that different nations were there and all of them understood in their own tongue what was being said and it was to glorify God and that's, that's very critical that that be understood. This lets us know that the Lord not only saved us, but he wanted us to be mission-minded until he called us home or he was through with us. And this is what Paul was wanting Timothy to make sure that even though he wasn't there with him, he sent him these letters to let him know, look, you've got to have a very, very determined mind and you, you've got to be on business for the king. And so what happens in ver chapter 2, he's talking about all kinds of things that he needs to worry about or take care of a person, like flee youth, youthful lust and things like that. But as soon as we go to verse 1, of chapter 3, he turns the page and he says this, by the way, and I'll, I'll read the scripture, he says, this know also, verse 1 of 2 Timothy chapter 3, he says, this know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And before we look at what's, what's kind of our gauge to see what perilous times look at. I, I want you to actually look at the word perilous for just a minute. The definition for the word perilous means that, and, and you may not have that, I've probably dropped the ball on relaying that information, but perilous means it's hard and it's very demanding. And when you come across hard, hard times, uh, it's hard to take, it's hard to bear. The, the definition, the Greek definition, even goes on to say that it's troublesome times, 
troublesome times. And so he said, Timothy, and I will paraphrase this. I've told you about all that other stuff, but you need to understand this. In the last days, perilous times will come. And then he goes on a list of 17, count them, 17 things that will define perilous times. And I will go through them. He said, for men shall be, and he starts, number one, lovers of their own selves, covetousness, or they want money all the time, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. King James says truce breakers, or that means unforgiving, false accusers or slanderers, incontinent or without self-control. It's funny how many things you can say correctly till you start to preach. Then you get up here and you look at all these people and all these words run together. But he talks about another sign is people will be fierce or brutal, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady or headstrong is another way of saying that, high-minded or haughty. And then he concludes that by saying they'll be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And when he says this, he goes on to let him know that there are some things that you are going to have to make sure that you have intact because of this. And let me just ask all of you here today. I think without any type of vote being taken that we can see every one of these things on steroids in our day and time we live in right now. I mean, we are not lacking in the area of people being money hungry or we're not lacking in the area of children being disobedient to their parents. We are certainly not lacking in the people of slandering or falsely accusing people. And you know that we are not in no scarce situation of people that despise those that are good. So I would say by all means that we are living in perilous times right now. And that's not to mention all the things that we've been enduring this year or that we've seen this year. I, I say we are living smack dab is a good way of saying it in the middle of perilous times. And he tells Timothy three things and these are in the scriptures by the way but the first thing that he lets Timothy know that you're going to have to be of a mindset of determination. In fact in verse 12 he says yes of the same chapter and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. I bet you got up extra early to come to church to hear me tell you that today, didn't you? But that's what the Bible says. All who live godly are going to be, and about some period in your life, you're going to be during a season of suffering and suffering in persecution. So he's letting Timothy know because there are perilous times. You've got to make sure you have a mind of determination. But he went on in verse 13 to tell him 
there's some information that you have to keep in mind while you are having an attitude of determination. And that verse says, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. He said, so I'm giving you some information. And so not Paul, but Brother Opie's going to give you some information. I'm telling you what you've been experiencing since March of this year, even more than what has been labeled as a pandemic, you have been deceiving, I mean, you've been experiencing deception that's gone haywire out of control. And it's gotten so bad that now people that are deceiving are having to come up with new deception to cover their previous deception because they keep walking all over themselves. And I will not get into these things that are now available for you at your leisure, but I will tell you, it's only going to get worse. So I'm giving you information today because you live in perilous times, whether they look perilous yet or not. You live, according to this Bible, in perilous times. And perilous times has to be met head-on by a blood-bought child of God with determination and people that understand current, true, accurate information. And that's about what it will draw is one and a half hand claps. And I don't need it, but I'm just telling you that you need to understand that the world can't see what the children of God can see because we are fighting against the principalities, the principalities, powers, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places, the Bible tells us. And the only way you can understand somebody that's fighting on that level is you yourself have to be on that level, which is a spiritual level. This is why we see so much censorship and everything else because anybody that has any insight on anything other than what's being touted out here, people are labeled or killed or assassinated or shut up or shut down, and this is happening, and that don't make prime time, by the way. Anyway, you know what? Even the greatest newsmaker since March of this year, uh, I've, I've gotten good with Photoshop and other things. I, I mean, and people that live in that world can look and see. So anyway, he was telling Timothy, it's not just going to require determination to make it and prevail and be salt and light during perilous times and in the middle of perilous times, and you, you're going to have to do something with the information, but you're going to have to be a man or a woman or a people that has dedication. And that's in verse 14 of the same chapter. He said, but you must continue in the things which you have learned, and this is critical today, church, and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. And we're going to stop right there for a second. Okay, I want to, let's talk about for one minute the things you have learned. He, told, he said, but you must continue, number one, in the things you have learned. So let's look at these things for a minute. What, what, what have you learned about the Lord in His Word? Well, we know this. You can say amen on this. He's a faithful God. Yes, He is. 
We also know that he's not just a faithful God, but he's a constant God. He's a constant friend. We know that he's never in Paul's mode. He's never waiting and just holding his side trying to get his breath because he ran an extra lap. He's constant. He never changes. The Bible says what? He's the same yesterday, right now, during the middle of the pandemic, and he'll be that way a thousand years from now. He won't change. He can't because he's constant. He said, so you've learned that. You know that he's a constant God. You know that he's a faithful God. We also know that he's a present God. He's a very present help in what? In my time of need. So he, he's not out fishing somewhere. He's not out watching the news trying to see what to do next or what's happening next. He already knows. He holds our breath, but he holds time and the future in his own hand. So he knows everything. He's a constant God. He's a present God. When you are going through a trial, when you are going through disappointment or a struggle, like in school when you were absent, the teacher called the roll, and you couldn't say present, he's never absent. He's always got his hand up. Here I am, and I'm here to help you, and I'm here to rescue you, and I'm here to take you through what you're going through right now. So I've learned that in 54 years. Have you learned that? Hallelujah. Yes, I have. Bless his name. Now, that's what I've learned, and only a few things that I've learned. And he said, also, you need to be mindful and unique to continue in the things that you have been assured of. And I just get happy thinking about this, but I'm going to keep it together for a minute. I have been assured that I have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I, you can't catch me alone because I have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's assured me what? He would never do what? He would never leave me nor forsake me. He assured me of that. What else did he assure me of? He said, when I'm going away, is what he told the disciples. He said, I'm going away. I'm going to send a comforter. But what he said in the middle of that conversation, I go and I prepare a place for you. In my father's house, are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, Lo, I go and prepare a place for you. And I'm telling you right now, in the middle of all this, what looks like hell down here, I've got a place waiting on me. You hear me this morning? This is not my home. I'm not here to stay. I'm just passing through. I'm watching it all. I'm looking at it all. But I'm going to hang my hat up one day real soon. And I'm going to that place. He's prepared for me. And I'm going to continue in what I've been taught, what I've learned, and what I'm assured of. Yes, I am. He said in verse 15, And from that childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And then he went the very next chapter. He didn't break his stride, you see. He kept on getting it. And over in chapter 4, verse 7, he said, I fall a good fight. You know, in Abel, in order to fight a good fight, you got to fight. You can't watch. 
You can't say, I used to fight, or there's too much going on, I might get sick, I can't fight. You can't do that. That ain't the blood that saved you. Did you hear what I just said? You can't say, I might get sick, I can't fight. You can't do that. I'd rather get sick and die serving Jesus than to live and be lame. How about you? I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. In verse 8, and I'm not, I'm not going anywhere new with anybody today, but he said, finally. And you know what? I keep looking. Oh, I keep looking. I keep listening every day. I keep listening every day. Because finally, there is laid up for me. Paul said this, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but to all who have loved his appearing. A lot of people aren't looking for his appearing. A lot of people are looking for a fix-it, a vaccine. A lot of people are looking for a new newscast that's going to tell them it's mysteriously gone. A lot of people are just looking for normal. A lot of people are just looking to get their life back. A lot of people are just looking to, to just move on. But I'm not. I'm not looking for any of that. I'm looking for that, that, that sound. I'm looking for that day. I'm looking for the day the righteous judge gives me the crown that's been laid up for me. I, I'm looking for his appearing, whether my time is up my scheduled appointment arrives or whether the trumpet sounds and he calls the, the church, his bride away. I am looking for his appearing and my eyes are not on this earth. I've seen that I'm living in perilous times. I know how foolish this world is. I know how sickening this world is. We strain at a gnat and we swallow a camel. And I'm just going to say something that's completely off the record here for a minute or away from what I'm saying. But I sit and watch a little bit of a football game last night. And the only reason I did that is because Caitlin let me know that Liberty was playing and, I, and they were at a bowl or something. I said, well, I'm going to watch a little bit of it. And I've said this way before this game. I've said it. I said, this is why I tell you people all the time, we live in a society that is stupid. And I said this on video. We are a stupid bunch of people to think we can tell every, and, and buy it and believe it. You can't tell me if everything is what it is and you tell people they got to mask down, they got to lock down, they got to separate, they can't do this. But grown men can run up against each other, sweaty, and breathe in each other's face and tackle and trade perspiration all over the place. And you tell me that's safe, but everything else is very, very contagious and people buy it like it's a block of gold, friend. This is why I tell you, stop listening to the news. It's full of hell. Quit it. Get in the Bible if you want to see what's really going on. And I don't even know why the Lord just took me there. 
but I am trying my best. I want somebody to do this for one week. I feel torn like a piece of tinfoil in a hurricane. You hold together for a little while, but you're going to rip all to pieces. Because I feel like the voice of God has been so drowned out in the church now, it's not even funny. And, and, I, and, and it's like, God, I'm trying to tell them as hard as I can. I'm trying to let them know what's happening, what you've revealed, what you say, and what other people have said, and they're not even hiding what's going on, but we believed a lie. And the Bible says you believe a lie, you'll be damned. That's why there's no salt. That's why there's no light, because you got a bunch of damned people that cannot be salt and light because they're caught up in the same thing, the people that don't profess Jesus Christ. And that's why we need revival. And that's what I'm closing on today. Only the Spirit of God, only the Holy Ghost moving through people like lightning again is going to break people from this bondage of perilous times that you're living in. The world is not going to get fixed, by the way. And you can quote me and you can write that down. You can say, I said it at 1137 on whatever the day is, 27. You can say, I said that, and I'm good with that. Because the world is not going to get better. A vaccine's not going to make it all go away. Because this is getting us where we got to be when the Antichrist steps onto the scene and the Lord calls us home, church. So quit looking for a Savior in the world. You've already got a Savior. You just got to love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and let Him drive you where you need to go. I'm going to ask you to stand, Joe, if you will help me. Hallelujah. Church, we've got to get to business with the Lord. If we've ever needed determination, and information and dedication in our own lives. We need it right now. We've got to have it. We can't just continue to be passive. And I'm going to repent over something that I said. And I'm, and I'm good with this. And I want God to forgive me publicly. I've said we probably will never see the church full again or, or, or full of in again. But the Lord has checked me on that in the past day, like this day. I believe there's a remnant, see. I believe there's people that are more in love with the thought of the power of God moving in their life than they are of anything they've been told. I'm not meaning to be a renegade or anything. You know, we were closed for two weeks. We're not going to be stupid, folks. We're not going to be stupid. But we are living in perilous times. As you see the day approaching, you've got to assemble more and more. You've got to come together. You've got to seek God while he may be found. We've got to pray. We've got to call on the Lord. I'm telling you, I've got more faith in Jesus than I do what I'm hearing out here. I can't say that faith is good until you get to a pandemic or your bank account gets empty or anything. I'm telling you, we got to walk by faith. 
And this morning, I want us just to pray together. Today, God, I, I, I'm leaving here. This is not a resolution. You know it'll die. It'll die. You don't believe me? Go look at the parking lot of Planet Fitness on January the 1st or the 5th and then go look at it in the middle of February. We don't need a resolution. We need to make a declaration today. We need a covenant with God. God, I'm going to continue, Lord. I'm determined in the middle of persecution. You know, I've had more than one person tell me, oh, you need to be careful. You know they're listening. We know when stuff is all of a sudden jerked down and missing and it's not there. I, I know what's happening. But listen, the Lord said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. And I believe the church has got to be the city right now. More than we ever have before. We've got to be the city, folks. We can't just keep playing games and think this is a band-aid and it's going to heal and it's going to get better. We've got to fight. We've got to be the warriors that God's called us to be. And I think we can do this today. And so again, I'm only asking those of you that want to spread out and find you a place at this altar to either stand, kneel, pray on the side or, or at your seat. And I want you to pray, God, help me right now to be hungry and thirsty for revival. Perilous times is calling for me to, for me to be of a revival mindset. So while you pray, we just, I hate to use the term, we open up the altar, it's never closed. But if you want to, find you a place. We got to put church back in church again. You see what I'm saying? Father God, we pray today all over this building and people that are joining us online, God, we, we agree together that we would be about your business, Lord. God, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we would realize perilous times calls for vigilant times, Lord. Perilous times calls for revival times, Lord. God, we ask you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, to open up the windows of heaven one more time, Lord. Hallelujah. Would you move in a mighty, mighty way. In the name of Jesus, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. We cry out. I just want to speak the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. I speak Jesus, Lord. I speak Jesus to the church. I speak Jesus, Lord. Over the families of the church. I speak Jesus. Over the businesses, the plants, the place of employment, the schools. I speak Jesus, Lord. I don't have any other name but Jesus to speak that can do it all, Lord. I just want you to let's sing that together one time. I just want to speak. I want to speak the name of Jesus. Over every heart and every mind. Because I know there's peace. There's peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak. Your name. Come on, help me sing it now. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break, break, break. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadow.
Shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. person that's not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, whether you're here in this building or you're watching us online, if you haven't spoken the name of Jesus in salvation, you need to do that right now. And then you've got that constant friend, you've got that helper, you've got that ever-present God in your life, and all you have to do is say, Jesus, I'm sorry, forgive me. I don't want to be left. I don't want to be without. I need a savior. I want to be part of that body. The Bible says he's faithful and just and he's willing to cleanse and forgive you. If you did that, if you'll shoot us a text, we'll send you some information. The information's on the screen or you can get through it to the web, through the website. But God, we pray over every person that's been with us today. We pray, God, that we would be determined. We would not wink or ignore information that you've given us, Lord, in the scriptures. And, and even when you speak to us, God, 
and show us things. And God, we'd be dedicated. We would finally finish our good fight, Lord. And all that you do, God, keep us safe. God, keep us focused. We hunger for revival. And God, let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer.